allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said, individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to the blinder critics and philosophers of today. But the core of science fiction, its essence has become crucial to our salvation. Tell me how many lights you see. Yeah! Oh! It's all night! This is how liberty dies. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And good evening, I'm Miles McLaughlin. Hi, I'm Emsero Garcia. And tonight, we are talking about all the new shows that are coming out on the pike this fall. Uh, Some new, some returning and a little bit about what's going on in our sci-fi world, and we would be totally remiss if we didn't talk about the new Spider-Man trailer that dropped, and so we're going to do that as well, and it's going to be a good evening, just the three of us, just the three of us, anyway. Uh, I, I'm just glad we got we already got three of us tonight, yes, it's been yes. too long. It's been too long, how, how, wait, how long have we been doing this? Oh, when did my. I, in, when did I kind of force you to invite me to start <laughs> it was like episode it was like in the late 100s i think miles am i right in that yeah i think it was 2013 you you've been with us oh my stars wow. i'm yeah. really lucky that you guys have kept me then. thank <laughs> we, you we're gonna we're gonna have to like celebrate your 10 uh, year anniversary we'll give you a gold star i don't know we'll oh <laughs> thanks guys that sounds swell yeah oh man <laughs> uh but it's good to be here tonight dave i know that um let me tell you that with construction and the cleaning crew and he's down cleaning guys that I think you got kind of drug into um, helping out tonight. They have like new students that are coming into the school. Ninth graders are getting tours of the school and stuff so that they aren't totally shocked when they walk into the school on Monday. So he's probably doing that tonight. And then Chrissy was out in the heat all day. So it's just the three of us. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and just uh, we have a lot to talk about and it's going to be fun anyway. All right, so uh, that's kind of our menu tonight. I kind of told, I stole that away from you, Miles, but uh, because I stole that away, Miles, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going on in your sci-fi world? So I am enjoying Stargirl, uh, Superman and Lois, which wrapped up, Flash, which wrapped up, and uh, Legend Tomorrow, which is wrapping up on the CW. Stargirl started its second season. Um, I'm giving Star Trek Lower Decks a try because there's so many more Easter eggs uh, from past Star Trek we know and love. I'm not loving it, though. It's still a little ridiculous and silly for me, but I'm going to stick with it. Um, on my radar, I want I do want to see Suicide Squad. I think I'll probably see it tomorrow. Uh, Titans, I enjoyed the, the last two seasons of Titans, so I'm looking forward to the third season. Um, the What Ifs on uh, Disney+, Plus. I want to check that out. I am reading the uh, Star Trek uh, Picard novel, uh, Rogue Elements. Uh, it's a... Um, it's a Rios centered uh, story about, you know, how he got his ship and just uh, uh, kind of where he is and all this. Uh, I just started reading it. Uh, it's written by John Jackson Miller, who we had on the show when we did our uh, uh, Star Trek pilot, uh, our first Star Trek pilot review. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, oh, that's awesome. Well, so um, I'm not watching Stargirl. Uh, what's that? What's that about? Uh, it's, it, Another kind of a secondary character in 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 the uh, DC universe. It, it kind of has a, I don't know, sort of a classic. I mean, it's modern day, but some of the other supporting superheroes come from like the old Justice League uh, uh, comics, and so it's kind of kind of got a classic feel to it in some ways. But it's you know dealing with a teenage girl or teenage friends. They've restarted the. Um, the justice society and um, fighting off uh, villains. Um, but um, yeah, so they have, um, we, we, we've seen the appearance of, of a green lantern in uh, this show. Ooh. And uh, they, they, they battled Solomon Grundy in last season. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to, all right. I had put it, I had put a pin in that show. Like, man, maybe I'll watch it now. I'm definitely going to watch it now. So, um, but I think it's, the writing's pretty good for this show. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, Luke Wilson is, uh, 
plays the stepdad. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I think I, I, I think you might like it. Em. Nice, yeah, very good. Emma, Emma, how about you? What's going on in your sci-fi world? Um, not a lot. Uh, you know, y- y- my the big girl job kind of sucks a lot of time out of me, so I don't. I haven't really dug in deep. Um, for I had started reading a book and then kind of gave up. Um, so I kind of kept to whatever I could pull up on telly. So um, Suicide Squad, I actually missed the last recording with you guys because uh, HBO Max had it streaming starting at 7 p.m. on Thursday. And the nerd in me was like, nope, nope, got to watch it now. Got to watch it now. <laughs> so my dear friend Rachel came over and we got tacos and we watched it. And... Uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. I don't really know what I watched, but I know <laughs> that it was a friggin' delight. And it was every comic book, like, it was really comic booky. Like, it was a comic book come to life. There were no punches pulled. There was, there was, like, it was amazing. And I'm, I, I loved it. I, I've watched it again since. And uh, I'm really looking forward to um, the, our collective discussing it because it was bizarro. It just was a mess, and I loved it. Um, and then watching Lower Decks, I was super uh, – the episode that launched yesterday had a little Tom Paris in it, which made me super happy. Um, and it also had the plate. I had thought that um, our friend uh, Frage now works at Star Trek uh, Unlimited, and they had a super cool limited edition like plate with a cartoon version of Tom Paris on it. I thought, well, this is goofy. I love it. And it shows up in the episode. How amazing is that? That's pretty um, awesome. Not a big spoiler, but I was super excited. Uh, watching Titans, which is very different from... I had I I sat down and rewatched seasons one and two to get ready for season three, um, but I'm I'm really kind of mad at it right now. I'm super pissed. Um, I don't know if you guys have watched it or how far ahead you are, but that one, like I'm just a little pissed at the show right now, uh, and I don't know if I'm going to keep watching it. I I'm have mad. yet to watch season three, so I, I can't I can't speak to that. I mean, I watched the other two seasons, but okay. When you watch season three, let me know so that I can discuss why I'm mad at it. Okay, sounds <laughs> okay. good. <laughs> and the what ifs are really really good. Um, this last episode from yesterday was kind of a what moment. Um, so I was so I don't know anything about the show. Tell me a little bit about what's the premise of what ifs. So the what ifs, uh, I believe there's a comic book series like this too. What if things, what if all our superheroes, if something happened differently, like in a different, we have a multiverse, you know, what, what if something changed? Like in the first episode, um, what if something happened while they were making Captain America and um, act- and uh, Peggy ended up getting the, the serum and became uh, Captain America? Right. Um, and then it explores kind of, you know, all it takes is one thing to happen differently to completely change what the path could be. Um, the yesterday's episode was... What if all of the uh, what if all the Avengers were killed? Hmm. And what what happens next? And it it kind of brings into a into your thought process, like, well, you know, what that what if the, if the timeline was different? Um, like the whole joke, that joke, but the theory of like, if you go back far enough in time and you step on a butterfly, the repercussions of what the timeline will look like will be massive. So it's those little moments that change things like, uh, in the second episode, um, when Yondo comes looking for baby star Lord, um, he accidentally shows up in Wakanda and T'Challa or um, T'Challa, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. He, um, they find him, and he's like, "Oh my God, an adventure!" and takes off and becomes Star Lord. 
it's very cool. It's very, very cool. And I need to do some more digging to see if I can find um, some more books, if I can find some trade books that are in the what if world. Because I, I like it when they mess with stuff like that. It's kind of interesting. Oh, that does sound kind of uh, it's cool. It's almost like an alternate reality type thing. That's yeah. Cool. That's cool. Oh, yeah. That was the word I was looking for, but just couldn't oh. find the stupid I, word. I've been there. I've been there, Adam, so I get it. <laughs> I, I totally get it. Um, well, very cool. Anything else, Em, that's going on in your sci-fi world? That's that's pretty much it. I'm just kind of waiting for the fall TV shows to start. What's going on in your sci-fi world, Scott? Oh, well, so um, what's going on in my sci-fi world? A couple things. I have First, I am rereading uh, Wise Man's Fear by Rothfuss. And I started back into the series because I was writing, uh, I finished the first draft of a, uh, a fantasy novel that I'm working on. And there, there were times I was writing, I'm like, reference bar scene here when Quoth does this, you know, just to kind of like get a feel or I, I wanted to see how he was describing scenes or I was working with dialogue. Um, and so I've been rereading him and enjoying my romp through these books again. Um, nice. Yeah, so they very good. Still disappointed we don't have book three, but I know that'll come out eventually. So, um, what else am I uh, a re- reading? Um, well, that's that's basically what I'm reading. Uh, I'm watching. Uh, so, Kiefer, Kristen, and I just marathoned Manifest seasons one through three. Oh well, and then we uh, got to the end. And there's all these cliffhangers happening and no season four. And then Chris looks it up and she goes, it was canceled, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it was like, ah, but then I, I don't know who I was talking to Dave, who's not here tonight, but I was talking to Dave. He goes, Oh, I just read something that Netflix is in discussions about picking it up. Oh, okay. So kind of hoping that happens because it was, it was, it was probably one of the first shows in a while that, Kristen Kiefer and I all got really into. And so manifest is the one where the plane disappears for a time and for like years. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it comes back and then there's all these weird things happening and um, there's a sense of mystery and intrigue and you're trying to figure stuff out and they drop these revelations and then anyways, um, I did enjoy the show. And um, I won't say it's my favorite show, but it was a fun show, and uh, I would be okay with it getting another season. So, um, the other thing I watched, uh, which I did not watch it when it came out because it did not get great reviews, but it was um, the 2018 or 19 Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Okay. Um, the movie was a new one. It wasn't. Well, who did that? Was Angelina Jolie? Did she do the original one? Correct. Right. No, this was this is a younger. This was uh, more playing like a late teen, early twenties teenage angsty girl. <laughs> um, a very youthful, right? Like, yeah, like pre Laura. We're right. getting like a little bit the beginnings. It, it is, and um, I did enjoy how they kind of desexualized her because I think yes. many many ways. You know, whenever you say Lara Croft, there's a sense of oogling that happens when you talk to people about it. Um, so I did appreciate that they toned that down. And I think they've also done that in some of the more recent video games, although I haven't played them in a long time. Um, but there is this, uh, this, so it's, so it was interesting from that end of things. So um, I enjoyed the movie. I finished the movie. But anyway, so I'm trying to think what else I'm doing in the sci-fi world. And that may be it. I don't know that I'm doing a lot. Like that, like three things, right? I'm still playing a little bit of League of Legends, still playing a little bit of Pokemon, the training garden game online that's about as geeky as I get. Um, and I just picked up the uh, Delta Rune on vinyl, which is a soundtrack for a video game. So... 
for like the sequel to Undertale, which is really the prequel to it. But yeah, so I mean that's that's kind of what's been going on in my geek geeky world. So nice. Yeah. So not done. Obviously, in my real world life, I'm getting ready for school. School opens for us on Monday, and um, so today's been a this week's been a lot of planning, a lot of in service days. Those meetings where you sit in, I'm like, I could be planning right now, but no, I'm sitting in this meeting. uh, (laughs) It's not that it's not that what they're sharing isn't good. Just when you start the year, the last thing you want to do is sit through meetings of theoretical stuff when there's some very practical stuff you could be doing. So it's mm-hmm. the way it goes. That's fair. Yeah, it is. It's the way it goes. All right. So where do you want to, where do you want to start tonight's show with? We kind of just got over what's going on in our side of the world, but we have some things, a far point update, Spider-Man new shows. Where do you want to take it? Let's start with the new stuff. Okay. All right. Yeah. The, the, the big report, that the list that uh, Miles put together, that's all the like new and fancy, fancy stuff. Let's go into that. All right. All right. Miles, why don't you start us off? Start us off with the first show that you have there, and then uh, we can maybe each take a show. So this is coming out um, on Hulu on September 9th, September 13th. Uh, it's called The Last Man. It's um, I guess it'll be on FX on Hulu. It seems like we've been hearing about a potential adaptation of uh, why the last man for years and we have as the show has been in various stages of development hell for half a decade but now it's finally set to hit the airwaves the post-apocalyptic fx uh on on hulu series based on the award-winning comic from brian k vaughn and pia hopefully i'm pronouncing the last name right uh, Gorara is set in a world where men have largely gone extinct except for one man and his pet monkey the series follows the survivors in this world as they try to rebuild humanity. The comic is one of the most acclaimed of the modern era, and the story is an ambitious and gorgeous one. Here's hoping they do it justice. A man and his monkey. What could go wrong? <laughs> uh, I have never heard of this, like, ever. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Me neither. Mm-hmm. I have not heard it. Uh, so, interested, especially if you're kind of into post-apocalyptic stuff. Um, I don't know. I think this is one of those that I'll wait and see what sort of buzz there is around it when it drops. Cause right now I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, like for me um, personally, but it's something I'm going to keep on my radar. I, um, I haven't looked for any trailers yet. And so I, I there might be, I, I mean, September, September 13th, there is, should be a trailer for it. Yeah, so um, I'm definitely interested. Whether I watch watch it right away or not, uh, I'm not sure. But um, oh well, it has Diane Lane in it. There you go. She's a great dramatic actress, and I mm-hmm. it's interesting to see her in sci-fi. This is cool. Ah. Well, M, M, are you going to check it out when it drops? Probably. Like, I want to give it a chance. Yep. See what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good. And uh, I don't know. I'll wait to hear from you folks and what you think of it. But uh, Now, you said FX on Hulu series. Is FX just on Hulu now, or are they, is it still like a live cable channel? That I don't know. Yeah, I'm asking uh, the wrong people because who watches cable anymore? But I know. I mean, I, I haven't <laughs> I mean, I, I've totally changed how I've consumed yeah. my TV over the last uh 10 years or so, but yeah. uh, certainly, have, cer- certainly from when we started. Wow. Well, I mean, I, I think I had cut the cord. I must've cut the cord about uh, eight years ago. Yeah. That was probably about so, the same time we cut. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, do you want to take the next one? The book of Boba Fett? I do. Um, because Star Wars, <laughs> I love Star Wars. And it actually has like a real Boba Fett in it. It has the Boba Fett. Um, so uh, the book of Boba Fett. We are pretty much surprised to learn that Disney Plus is giving Boba Fett uh, his own miniseries of sorts. 
uh, as revealed at the end of the Mandalorian second season finale. Boba and his mercenary pal Fennec Shand, who is played by Ming-Na Wen, um, who is an amazing actress, and I love her in everything. Um, She's Star Wars and Marvel, so that's awesome. Become key players in the final arc of the Mandalorians. Became key players in the in the final arc of the Mandalorian, um, which was kind of nice. I, I liked the surprise of seeing her come back and and getting to know what happened to Boba Fett. Um, I have to rewatch those. Oh yeah. Uh, but they're off to establish their own criminal syndicate uh, in Jabba the Hutt's old stomping grounds. And it's supposed to land around December of this year. I'm really hoping. And then uh, it looks like Mandalorian will follow it in uh, 2022. Very good. I'm looking forward to that show. Miniseries, so we don't know how many episodes we'll get. But uh, So according to IMDb, it looks like seven episodes. Oh, well, good. That's almost a full season, depending on what you're talking about, right? I mean, it's a very, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a British TV show model where yeah. you, you get, you know, BBC will fork out for six to eight episodes and then see you next year. Oh, yeah. And instead of our incredibly lush, delicious 22 episodes of storytelling, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't imagine what the cost would be. You know, I'm pretty sure a 22 episode live action, um, it would be garbage if you only, if you had the, but if you truncate it down and make it a tight six, you can spend that money and make it just absolutely elegant. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure it'll be the same kind of quality we we got in the Mandalorian. Oh, I'm sure. Which was amazing. Yeah, I know. I know. So good. I know. All right, so I'll take the next show, Foundation on Apple TV+. Plus. So this says, interest me, I own the entire Foundation series on hardback somewhere, I think in the oh. attic, but I read it, had an impact on me in my early years of sci-fi, so I'm really happy that they're doing this as a TV show here. So this, of course, is on Apple, and, uh, and uh, this follows some of Apple's other big projects like Sea Servant and For All Mankind, which if you haven't watched that, you should drop the show and go watch it now. No, listen to us and then go watch it. But, uh, but For All Mankind is a pretty phenomenal. Uh, oh, so good. It is good. So, um, And the trailers for Foundation have looked phenomenal. Um, and I've been, uh, I've watched it. And so I've been following the show and this is one show that I will check out and I'm really looking forward to, um, this of course is based on Isaac Asimov and can someone say the three laws of robotics? This is the guy, the positronic pain. Um, and, uh, many times when we talk about AI, we often harken back to this, uh, but it spans centuries. Uh, literally this, this, the entire story arc does, 20-some books in it. Um, the cast includes Lee, pa- Lee Pace, Jared Harris, who, of course, we saw on... He was on Fringe. He was on the... Um, Mad the ex- Men. Yeah, Expanse. You name it. The um, Crown. Yeah, so, I mean, he's in everything. And Laura Byrne, who I don't... I'm not familiar... Or Bim, is it? Yes, Byrne. Um, I'm not familiar with her, but... Uh, series being produced by David S. Goyer and David Ellison. And uh, we do know the premiere. I thought the premiere date was September 19th, but I could be wrong about that. Um, let me Google that for you. Let's see. Season one, September 24th. 24th. So I was off a little bit. By five days, I was off. But September 24th is the premiere for that. And so yeah. I am. They're going to drop two episodes too. So I'm looking, looking forward to that. Had uh, it looks good. Um, this idea that mathematics, like that, mathematics can predict the future. They call it psychohistoria. So we'll see what happens. Holy cow! Yeah. So yeah, did any of you guys read any of the foundation books ever? Uh, no, I haven't. Yeah. I have not. It's been. It's on that. It's on the the amaze, The list of amazing books I need to get. Yeah. Uh, make time for. Um, and I do would, have. If only they would stop writing books, then you would have time. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I know I have it on my Audible wish list, and uh, I probably have like five or six credits sitting there, so I should use them and get the foundation books. So you you said there's twenty of them. Like, how so, long are these? So so do you remember the movie I Robot? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I Robot um, uh, is one of the earliest short stories that deal that's kind of put at the very beginning of this universe. Mm. Um, that being said that this is not a necessary, it was not necessarily a true prequel to it. Um, but it's set in that universe. And so these robots continue to crop up even in the foundation series. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain there's, it, it depends on how you, Look at the Foundation series. They aren't all called Foundation, but some of the earlier books link right into the story. Is okay. the, way, is the way it works. It's, it's tied in that way. So, anyways, so, I'm excited about this. Uh, if I start reading the books, start with. Found- I'm not going to be in a. Start with Foundation. Okay, but I'm not going to be in a situation where it's like Harry Potter, where the books just got progressively. Thicker and thicker and thicker, uh, and then Asmov, Asmov didn't write that way. Okay, I mean his books were all about the same length. So. Okay, so. good. Hey, Miles, tell us about Cowboy Bebop. So many of you are probably familiar with the animated show that came out back in the late nineties. It's you go watch it on uh, Hulu right now, but we're gonna get a live action one on Netflix um, sometime. Um, Mid to late 2021. I don't have an exact date. I did try to find it. But uh, John Cho will be starring in it. Um, these other names, uh, Mustafa Shakir, Daniela Panita, and Alex Hazel. Um, and uh, the uh, the director of the original anime series is helping. I was a consultant. Uh, I'm going to try to pronounce the name. Shinikairo Watanabe. Uh, so he is consulting. So... Yeah, we're getting a live-action Cowboy Bebop. And what's kind of cool about this is some have felt that maybe um, the show Firefly got some inspiration from Cowboy Bebop. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. What's really Ooh, cool... What an amazing name. Yeah, I'm sorry. What, what's really cool about this is many times when we get live-action adaptations, um, anime is really hit or miss. They get accused either of whitewashing it or they get, or or are they just come off as Netflix did a live action of, of live action of, uh, William Defoe was in it, and I'm just Death dropping Note. the blank. Death Note, yeah, and it was absolutely terrible. Um, mm. and there is a lot of hype for this one, and part of what gives me hope with this is that we have John Cho kind of fronting this, um. But also that we have this oh, uh, Watanabe, or however you say his name, um, as a consultant that's hoping, hopefully it'll make it better. So I haven't, I haven't seen any trailers for this, um, but I'm looking forward to this one. Shinichiro Watanabe. Watanabe. It's a, that's an amazingly beautiful name. Isn't that great? It, like, it just rolls off your tongue. It's great. I, it doesn't. Excuse me. It doesn't roll off my tongue, but for those people <laughs> that can pronounce it. It rolls off the tongue. Okay. Yep. I right. will be definitely checking this out when this comes out. Yeah. So it looks like if if IMD, IMDb is to be believed, uh, mid November. Yeah. I want to okay. say no, November. Think, oh, Booker! I, think, I just I lost think, the page. I think, I think 19th is what. I believe you are correct, sir. Uh, that is correct. November 19th, 2021. So as someone who's, I, I know zero about anime um, and Cowboy Bebop, I do recognize that that name has been around for a bajillion years. Um, are either one of you like deep into the anime world and how like, how are you feeling about the live actioning of it? You had mentioned before, like that they did, they re- Netflix recently did one and it's, it was terrible, but like how, how do you feel about 
anime, which has been strictly cart- um, animation and very specifically, there's a specific look and art to it that they pick it up and they take it and make it in a live action as opposed to elevating the animation. Um, well, I, I mean, I agree with Scott. I, I have yet to see it succeed uh, going from animation to live action. Um, and uh, the one I think of is Ghost in the Shell. Uh, that was uh, Star, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Um, ton of money went in that movie, but it got, you know, I saw it. It was okay. It wasn't great. Uh, I'm more cautiously optimistic that they're trying to be, you know, truer to the story and truer to who the characters. Um, so I'm cautiously optimistic that, uh, we're going to get a good show out of this. I would just say that if you, it's, it's hard. It seems like anime has struggled to get its footing into the live action world. Um, and I don't know that that's necessarily the fault of it being anime. I think there's just been some strikes. I think that anime has always been kind of a subgenre in, in uh, at least I'm looking at American culture, right? Um, it has only really in the past five, six, seven years really begun to really gain momentum. Um, and, and so that's cool. But because of that, we are now getting, it's now financially worthy enough to begin to invest in some of these opening projects, right? Um, and to put some money into them. But, I think that there's been people that saying, oh, this is a chance for us to make some money and maybe people go into it and they don't really know like what the fans are expecting. Uh, but I think that this one, again, I have some hope for. Um, I think that it can be done right. And um, and uh, so I, I'm, I'm hopeful. I mean, this is, a, this is an anime that's been around for a very long time. I, I don't know when the actual anime came out but i know that it's been around at least since 2000 so this is a 20 year old anime that they're building on um so we'll see we'll see i'm cautiously optimistic and uh i did not see ghost in the shell the live action although i do kind of want to see it just because um but i just never got around to seeing it so yeah so that's my thought on it um I'll find out what my students think of it because I'll be running anime and manga club this year for my school. I've been running that for the past couple of years. So that kind of keeps me in touch for cool. anime and manga. So that's so cute. I love it. That's awesome. Yep. So, yep. So uh, there you go. So uh, 4,400. Um, do you want to take this one? I do because I'm a little, my interest is a little peaked. Like, cause it was a TV show. A bajillion years ago, and now it's back. Uh, and I okay, so here's the blurb in an instant at least 4,400 overlooked, undervalued, or otherwise marginalized people who had vanished without a trace over the past century returned to Detroit. Well, why would they go to Detroit? <laughs> I mean, you know, they, they, it's need global- auto, they need auto workers. Go. That's true. They, uh, having not aged a day and with no memory of what's happened to them. Uh, it sounds like Manifest, good, doesn't it? It does sound like Manifest, <laughs> but there was a TV show into, and I'm look. I double checked it on IMDb. There was a TV show called The 4400 in 2004, and I, I remember it. watching it, and Summer Glau was in it, and I remember yep. that. Uh, yeah, as the government races to understand the phenomenon, things happen and there are stories and people freak out and then it's bizarre, um, you know, which is not super new. Uh, then there's, I'm just curious, like what, what, how, how is it back? Um, like a group of unwilling time travelers who are grappling with their impossible new realities, including the fact that they were returned with a few upgrades and increasing the likelihood that they would be brought back now for a reason. They're only beginning to understand October 25th on the CW. Okay. So this is what we know about this show. So first of all, the original show that we're talking about that we watched a long time ago was the 4,400. 
The uh-huh. show is simply called 4400. And okay. it is it is considered a series it's a series reboot of the 2004 television series The 4400. Uh, oh. So it's it's meant to be a reboot, not a continuation. So um so yeah. So in- Interesting fun fact, Dayton Ward and Kevin Dilmore wrote a uh, tie-in novel for the original show. Did oh, they cool. really? Yep. yep. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, I'm comparing cast lists and character names, and it looks like like nothing matches. So it's they they took this story, but they really did just. It, I guess it's just gonna. I guess we'll find out on on the twenty fifth of October. I guess we will. Mm-hmm. I guess we will. <laughs> uh, it, it's one of these that I'm like, really? They're doing a reboot in that? Um, like some some stuff like 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 when they have really popular TV shows. I'm like, and then they come out years later and do a reboot. Kind of makes sense. Um, but the forty four hundred, maybe it was more popular than I thought. I just never, I never got into it. I watched some episodes. That was about it. I remember watching it, and I remember being kind of faithful about watching it. I, I don't know how faithful I am that I can't recall a lot of the story because it was, you know, fifteen years ago. Right. Um, so I'm kind of curious. Like, and I was reading yesterday that there's a discussion to. They they might greenlight rebooting The Office. There's just some things that like that that had a huge following. So rebooting it, all right, that's interesting. I can see where they're going, but I don't understand the draw for the four. Are, are we that devoid of interesting stuff on the telly? Is what I'm is what I'm trying to figure uh, out. Apparently, well, we we got a um a, a reboot of Charmed uh, not that long ago. So. I know, and I don't like it. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I I can't get into it. I don't find it interesting. Um, so I'm worried because I did. I remember liking the 4400, but I would like. I just st- come up with something new. Right. <laughs> 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 is that well, asking too much? Yes, yes, it is. I don't know. I, I mean, it's that's a lot coming up with a whole new television show with a whole new concept. Um, but that's that's why when I saw this on the show notes, I'm like, this isn't a new show we're talking about, but it is. It is kind of a new show. So, but but this next one is a new show, and this is kind of an interesting plot. Um. Called La Brea, a massive sinkhole opens up in the middle of L.A., separating families between two worlds. A mother and son fall into the unexplainable primeval land alongside of a group of strangers trying to figure out where they are and how to get back home. Left above is a daughter who barely manages to survive the disaster and a father whose troubled past and hallucinations make him an unlikely choice to help solve the mystery and reunite the family. When he realizes his visions might just be the key to finding their loved ones, time will be the only thing that stands in their way. <laughs> so what? It's kind, of, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like. Um, Thanks for that, Scott. No, you're, you're welcome. Uh, it's kind of like what is it? Um, the one where they journey to the center, center of the earth, that sort of thing. It kind of has that vibe, like Land of the Lost. Yeah, that's why I was going to say Land of the Lost too. It kind of has that vibe. I'm like, wait. So I like the so first of all I like the premise of a big sinkhole falling opening up in in L.A. right, um, but it like dropping into like a primeval world, that seems very Land of the Lost or Journey to the Center of the Earth right. So uh, yeah, so don't watch this if you're into only hard sci-fi. All right. <laughs> Because you will go, you walk away disappointed. There is no world beneath the mantle. Okay. Right. I mean, there was there was that British TV show called Primeval. Um, <coughs> that there was there were gateways opening up, time portals opening up, where you would people would get trapped on the other side of it and it would be, you know, the Jurassic era or right. whatever. Um, but this sounds like 
It's, this sounds more like Land of the Lost. So, so I want to just talk about this. Steffi, we're getting sleaze stacks, please. <laughs> 21st century sleaze stacks, y'all. Do you know, one of the things that I do have to say about this is we have, as a humanity, for a very long time, what what lies beneath the surface of the earth, while we know that scientifically, there's a sense that there's a sense of mystery that happens like, cause we, cause I mean, who can look down below? And so we create these fantastical doctor who did it, right? There's creatures in the center of the earth. Right. Um, so you have these sorts of things that play these, these tropes kind of crop up in science fiction again and again. And so the fact that this story is being told isn't surprising. It's just, it'll be interesting to see how they pull it off. So. I'm just, I just watched the 30 second trailer. Yep. And I, I still don't know what's going on. <laughs> I still don't know what's going on, which makes me really want to watch this because like, what, what, what am I watching? Yeah. I'm, although like in the 30 second trailer that's on IMDb, um, you know, you have that moment where one character is, has fallen off the edge and the other characters lying on the ground with their arm and they're all just hold on. And then the person who's dangling can't and starts falling and falling and falling. And then the next cut, she's alive. And I thought, well, you know, the next world is probably not that far away or there's, you know, like in, um, did you guys watch Godzilla versus King Kong? I did and not watch that. So that moment of the, how gravity shifts and changes, and that's why they don't completely go splat when they land. Maybe there's something of that going on. I don't know. Oh, maybe. But it sounds like terribly awesome. Um, it they took Land of the Lost and they 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 elevated it, and I'm in. You are. I don't know what it. hot mess this is, but I'm in. Right. <laughs> right. It, it, at least one. I'll at least check out the pilot. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see. There's and that's that's coming in September. There's a bunch of stuff yeah. landing god everywhere really. Is there anything um, is there anything from your list uh, M that you want to talk about real quickly? Well, you um, talk about? So with my list, it's really just, you know, it it's a mix of sci-fi shows that are new and that are coming back. So we've got Flash coming back. Um We've got Riverdale coming back, which I will reference because in um, uh, the TV show on Netflix about the witch, that's real Sabrina. Sabrina references Riverdale, and I consider Sabrina a sci-fi fantasy. So they're coming back. Here's La Brea coming. Um, the Flash. Uh, oh, I didn't. Legends of Tomorrow. I didn't realize that they were coming back for a seventh season. We have Batwoman coming back for season three, and I am having the hardest time getting through. I'm surprised Batwoman season two. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna try and power through season two. Um, because it's really hard to watch the new Batwoman kind of find her footing. And I know I need to I need to give it more episodes. It's hard, um, it's hard when they sh when they shift front runners like that, you know, and you get used to one front runner, and then boom, you have to get used to another one. It's almost like a reinventing of the show, right? And God bless her, she friggin' she broke her back, which is very Batman, <laughs> which is very Batman. Uh, let's see, and then there's a show coming called Ghosts on CBS. Do you guys know anything about it? No. no. I heard it, but I don't know anything about it. Um, oh, it's the British show. Oh, my God. This show's so good. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I love this show. I'm so excited there's a season three. Uh, this couple, this British couple, decide to uh, invest in an old big old house to turn it into a bed and breakfast and it's haunted by ghosts that won't leave that um died there and they're charming and obnoxious and it's a comedy and it's just a friggin delight i i i can't recommend it enough i believe i think this is the one they're talking about it says it's a new series 
I hope it's the same one because that'll make me very happy. If I'm wrong, someone will tell me, um, you're wrong, and then I'll learn for sure. Um, and then Legacies is coming back, which I also consider fantasy. Um, and then there's a bunch of streaming stuff. Like, I didn't know Lost in Space will be back uh, season three. We have season six of The Expanse. I thought right. The Expanse was done. Now they're bringing it back. Okay. Carnival Row, which was gorgeous. Uh, I was unaware that a season two was happening, and it is. So that's coming. And then we have so much Star Trek. We have Discovery and Picard coming back. Um, I don't know. When does Prodigy start? Is that next year? Um, when, I, when I looked, so possibly we could get this year before the year is out. Nice. I couldn't find an exact, exact date for it. it Got it. Just, yeah. Um, uh, Stargirl's got hurt at Superman and Lois. They have a second season coming. Stargirl's on her third season. Is that right? Uh, this is her second season right now. Okay, so um, it's confirmed that she's getting a third season. Good for her. Um, what I didn't find was I, I know Hawkeye is coming in, on Disney plus right. very yep. happy. He's getting his own. Yep. Um, and then the Witcher comes back in December. Yay. Um, I'm, I know that Ms. Marvel was supposed to get her own show and I can't find when that's happening because I have loved that comic book forever and ever and ever. And I'm so excited that it's actually becoming a TV show. A live-action TV show. I mean, IMDb says 2021, but when? I want to know now. So, Progeny is supposed to, if, if IMDb is to be believed, uh, October 21st, 2021. For, um, for, for Marvel? Uh, oh, for Prodigy. Prodigy. Yeah. Ooh, so, that's cool. Two months away. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty much it that's on my list. And then, of course, movies. We've got Dune coming in October. Can't wait. Um, and then November is just week is like two biggies. There's Eternals and Ghostbusters, which wasn't Ghostbusters supposed to come out last year? I don't know. I think so. It's just been sitting on the shelf waiting for the world. And then Resident to- Evil, welcome to Raccoon City. So wh- I save that for last. What what on what on, on this green earth is raccoons? <laughs> and yep. is this a is this animated or is this live action? Because if it's live action, I'm watching it. Because c- uh, raccoons. I I have I have, you know, the Resident Evil movies have been a guilty pleasure. Uh, for me, because I mean, it's like it's like the John Wick movies. You don't necessarily watch them because of the awesome plot. You watch them because of the, and, and you watch them because of what? Uh, uh, who who's the chick that does the uh, Resident Evil movies? Mia, Mila Jovovich. Yeah, and it's like, um, it's and so you know, and she just she just totally kicks ass in the movie, and so she's back in this one again. No, she's not. No, she's, she's not. not. Um, what Robbie Amell is in it? He's a good guy. So it's the upcoming Survivor. So horror film written based on the first and second games. Interesting. So, yeah. Well, I don't. I don't even know what to say about yeah. Raccoon City. There's so much I want to know, but I really don't want to watch it. The name is the name's great, right? Welcome to Raccoon City. And there's even a still on the IMDb page that's just got a sign that says "Welcome to Raccoon City." Um, it's a, home of Umbrella. Yeah, it's a home of Umbrella Corp. So was it Umbrella Corp in um, Lost? Uh, I don't know, the but sim- Umbrella Corp has always been the corporation behind Resident Evil. Okay. So. The little umbrella emblem looks like the thing from Lost, but I only watched the first season 
of it and just gave up because I don't get it. Yeah. That's another conversation. But that's it. That's it on my list. That was my homework. Very good. Very good. <laughs> well, that leaves us with only two things to talk about. Farpoint and Spider-Man, which you want to talk about first. Um, They're both so good. Let's talk about Spider-Man when with Farpoint. Yeah. All right, okay. so we had a trailer drop, and um, why don't we watch this trailer and then let's talk about it after? All right, and I'm just gonna oh, play. I've got to play it so that it's a place. Of- oh, look at this! This is a good one. Some suggest that Parker's powers include the male spider's ability to hypnotize females. Stop! Come on. <laughs> yes, my spider lord. <laughs> Can we just, like, stay up here all day? It is so crazy down there. That's right, folks. Spider-Man is, in fact, Peter Parker. Listen, I did not kill Mysterio. The drones did. The drones that are yours. Does any part of you feel relieved about all this? What do you mean? Now that everybody knows, you don't really have to hide or lie to people. For the record, I never wanted to lie to you. But how do you tell someone that you're Spider-Man? Now everybody knows. But this isn't about me. This is hurting a lot of people. I've just been thinking about how to fix all of this. So, Peter, to what do I owe the pleasure? I'm sorry to bother you, sir. Please, we saved half the universe together. I think we're beyond you calling me, sir. Okay, Stephen. That feels weird, but I'll allow it. When Mysterio revealed my identity, my entire life got screwed up. I was wondering if maybe you could make it so that he never did. Strange. Don't cast that spell. It's too dangerous. Fine. I won't. The entire world is about to forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Wait, everyone? Can't some people still know? That's not how the spell works. So MJ's going to forget about everything we've ever been through? Stop tampering with the spell. Oh, my God, Ned. He's my best friend. Oh, my Aunt May should really stop talking. What just happened? We tampered with the stability of space-time. The multiverse is a concept about which we know frighteningly little. problem is you trying to live two different lives the longer you do it the more dangerous it becomes be careful what you wish for parker hello peter All right, so what do we think of this uh, trailer? Well, it's nice to see Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch, back. Uh, I I enjoyed his uh, Doctor Strange. So, in fact, there's kind of be a, I don't want to call it a team-up, but uh, kind of what, that's what it is between Strange and Spider-Man. I, that, that, that looks good. Yeah. I am very excited about Doc Ock. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I have been trying very, very hard to stay away from any kind of spoilers that could or could that are out there. And I wasn't going to watch the trailer, but there was just a part. I just needed to watch it. And there was just enough information to keep me sated until it's released. And uh, I really want to see this in the theater. So here's hoping that things are get better by, <laughs> by then. Right. Is it uh, the the guy who played Doc Ock? Same guy who played him in the the original Doc Ock from the Alfred Molina, I think, is the actor's name. Yep, yeah. same yeah. guy. So that that's that's really cool. Yeah. Nice continuity. Right. Yeah, and there's rumors that like that there's other Spideys in there that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and yada 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 because we're there multiversing 
And honestly, like, I'm really, I don't want to see that in a trailer. If it is actually happening, I want to be surprised. Someone said that to, that that um, Garfield was in the trailers, but I didn't catch it seeing it going through. Um, the only thing I heard, and you hear his voice, is William Defoe is the Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, so that makes another... That um, that makes another, you know, I guess, call for the fact that this is going to be there's going to be some uh, pretty hard hitting cast in this. So, I'm ex- I'm, I'm, I just closed the window that had IMDb open so that I wouldn't look up the cast. Uh, I so I want to be guess what I'm doing right now looking at the cast. But. I know what's funny is like because we're on uh, a little behind the scenes we're we're on video chat. And I can see the reflection in your glasses. <laughs> so read this, Emma. But actually, so straight up, the it actually doesn't have them listed. So if the arts meant to be a surprise, yay! So I, I was kind of hoping, like when um, Kevin Feige came out and said there will be no trailer for Spider Man, I was really hoping that they were going to you know, put up their middle finger to marketing and be like, no, that would, there are no trailers. That would be interesting to have just the mystery be enough to drive the movie in. Well, the reputation alone too. I mean, right. of the last two Spider-Man movies and everything Marvel's done so far. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Well, this is what I want to see in theater. This will be a good Christmas movie to see. Oh, heck Yeah. Yeah. It's confirmed for December, right? Yes. Yeah, that's why I, I thought it was cr- December seventeenth, right? <gasps> Wonderful. So, yep. I would also like to see that in the theater. So, I would very much like. So, please, everyone, be careful. Yeah. So, uh, COVID, go away. Happy place. Yep. All right. So, let's talk about Far Point before we wrap up the show here. Far Point. So, uh, what news, uh, Miles? I'm gonna let Friend spider, friend spider, friend spider. I was, gonna, I was gonna let M like I was gonna let Miles like introduce it, but sure. No, friend spider. Em, <laughs> I wish that you know you weren't sitting on the fence about this. I wish. So you know, this uh, this uh, is the guy that was in Independence Day, right? He, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so and he where, was that's in, where he was he was from. in Star Wars. Is he was in Star Wars? Yeah, is that right? Yeah, and he had a big part in one of the Star Trek shows too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. oh, it's probably one that nobody was. Yeah, yeah. He he was on. You know, we saw him. Picard. Yes, we he might have been on Voyager or the one Star Trek that didn't track <laughs> Deep Space Nine. Yeah, or you know, was he Norton? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, he did he did guest star in uh, Enterprise too. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He's he's been everywhere. Yeah. He's been. Bring everywhere. So, anyways, so he's going to be at Farpoint, and uh, we just got our invites to Farpoint. Yay! Let me tell you, the um, Independence Day resurgence was just a giant, terrible movie, and the only reason, the only parts I loved were Bill Pullman and Brett Spiner. They are the only redeemable parts about that movie and I remember I watched it and then I tweeted the only the only thing that's amazing about this movie are Brent Spiner and Bill Pullman and Brent Spiner liked it. <laughs> it made me so happy. There you go. I I gosh I, I love his breadth of work. I love that he does some really strange stuff and some really good stuff. Like he's in this season of um, Penny Dreadful. Like is it this se- last season's Penny Dreadful, uh, City of Angels, and just he's just so freaky. And I've been watching Leverage, and he was on an episode of Lever. I, there was a time where I only knew him as Data. And when I started seeing him and other things, it just made me love him so much. Yeah. Oh gosh, he was in Warehouse 13. Yeah. Yes, he was. Me. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, Farpoint, may- you want to see him? Come out to Farpoint happening in Baltimore, February 25th through the 27th. And we're assuming in person at this point. 
Hopefully. I hope so. Yeah, so hopefully we'll be there. But he's not the only guest that's going to be appearing there. We, of course, have two other announcements there. Miles, do you want to share these before M says them? Yeah, so they were confirmed for guests uh, this year. Um, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, COVID is uh, still, you know, ha- has uh, sunk its claws into all the fun stuff. But um, if you're a fan of Legends of Tomorrow and the originals, uh, Maisie Richardson Sellers, she's going to be a, ge- a guest there. Uh, Sean Gunn, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy at Gilmore Girls, he as well will be a guest at. Uh, Right. Sean Gunn has been in in everything. He was fantastic in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah. (laughs) So uh, wasn't wasn't he the body double for Groot or for um no for Rocket? He was their um their body reference for Rocket on set. Oh, I didn't know. Oh wow. That's awesome. Pretty much anything that his brother makes, his brother puts him in, which is so delightful. It's kind of like um, uh, Matt that's in uh, all of JJ's movies. Um, uh, Kirk's father, who has oh yeah, that guy. Convertible. He's like Rud- every Rudkin? single JJ. Yeah, I don't Matt know. Redgren. Yeah, whatever. But he's Rindgren. he's like a friend of JJ Abrams, and JJ Abrams puts him in every single movie. So, <laughs> but that he does. So, good golly, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so he was, of course, in uh, he was the town, the quirky towny Kirk Gleason in Gilmore Girls. My wife would know who he is. So, I loved. Oh, he was such a he, quirky is the right word. Yeah. He was. He's just one of those those. If you watched Gilmore Girls and you are you are you have been or have lived in in a small town with a bunch of very unique characters that you're like, oh, it's just so and so. Um, he he's the perfect personification of like all of them. Yeah. He's always got an idea. He's always got a small business idea, and then he's just a delight. Very good. So we're excited about that. So hopefully we'll see you there and we'll be giving you more information as we get close to the time because we're still about four or five months out and a lot can happen between now and then. So we'll keep you updated. I think that'll about do it for our show tonight. Yeah. That's, yeah. That works for me. We covered it. Yeah. They, we mm-hmm. covered everything and we're missing Chrissy and Dave tonight, but we'll get them back on in the upcoming shows here. So we'll have to talk about what our next uh, rewind pilot we're going to do because we've done everything Stargate, right? Um, we didn't do universe. Um, maybe we ought to come a list of other. Didn't we do universe? I've... I watched universe. Didn't we talk about it? We didn't talk universe yet. No. I, so I didn't publish the last one yet. So that still needs mm-hmm. to go out. The Atlantis one. So, okay. So we have to do universe. Maybe universe is our next thing then. So that'll, okay. that'll give us some time to, to rustle up some other, uh, some yeah. other sci-fi to get ready. Yeah, absolutely. And we can always, of course, pick out one of the pilots of some of these new shows and talk about them too. Yes, absolutely. we'll absolutely have to. That might be kind of fun too. So, all right. Well, very cool. Um, I think that's uh, it. So, uh, uh, we'll see all you folks later on. Thank you so much for joining us. Miles, why don't you take us outside of the show here? All right. Till next time. Good night and good luck. We'll see ya. Do your dailies. Do your dailies.